Special shout out to all our patrons who support the show every week. Head on over to patreon.com slash runeatdrinkpodcast and subscribe today for bonus content, special shout outs on social media, and so much more. Patrons, you help keep the Run, Eat, Drink podcast going, and we couldn't do it without you. Not a patron yet? Join us today at patreon.com slash runeatdrinkpodcast. You can also support the show by using our brand new Amazon affiliate link anytime you shop on Amazon.com for things like running gear, food, beverages, or anything else the little gray trucks might bring your way. Just go to runeatdrink.net slash Amazon anytime you shop. It costs nothing extra, and it helps us keep the lights on and the bandwidth flowing. Go to runeatdrink.net slash Amazon, and we thank you for your support. Hi, I'm Adrian Haslett, and you are listening to the Run, Eat, Drink podcast. Welcome to the Run, Eat, Drink podcast. We feature destination races from across the country. And after the race, we take you on a tour of the best local food and beverage to celebrate. So whether you are an elite runner or a back of the packer like us, you'll know the best places to accomplish, explore, and indulge on your next runcation. Hey, welcome to episode 221 of the Runny Drink Podcast. I'm your host, Amy. And I'm your co-host, Dana. Yay! I'm excited for this episode. I hope this episode finds you all running well in the heat of summer. Oh, boy. You said it. We had a heck of a long run this weekend in in some of that summer heat, getting to experience it firsthand. Fortunately, as we are conducting our field research for our summer series on hydration options, we were able to stay very well hydrated thanks to our friends over at SOS. Yeah. That was... I'm just having severe flashbacks to... Not the first part of our run. The pre-sunup part. Because the pre-sunup part was... Muggy. But not the sun beating down on you. You know what I mean, right? (laughs) I know exactly what you mean. There's a segment... Come on, you were with me. I recorded some segments... uh, Video segments. And I I was showing... Like, we started out, you know, of course, pre-sunup. I took screenshots of the weather... Oh, did you? The weather app, yes. Oh, that's, okay. This is going to be great when we publish the video then because you've got the screenshots of the weather and I made a point of illustrating how, what little shade we get because the uh-huh. the types of trees that we have in our neighborhood are basically palm trees. And There's no shade and in that. once the sun gets above houses, like you get the shadow of houses when the sun's very low. Uh-huh. And then after that, you get like maybe three feet or five feet of shade at a time. Uh, along the street and by the time we finished our 11 miler that sun had come up and we we lost what little shade we got yes (laughs) but we made it though we were at least well hydrated and Mm -hmm. we did survive it we're now what this would be day as we record we're day one after the long run long run Mm -hmm. day two is usually where that delayed onset muscle soreness happens so tomorrow ought to be so excited extra special for it (laughs) 
So excited. And I know everybody out there knows what we're talking about. When you get that the first day after a big workout or everything, you're a little sore. It's that second one. That remaining yeah. lactic acid and your body's trying mm-hmm. to repair and rebuild. Although we were both very good about getting some protein in us right after the yes. run. So that's always a good practice. True. And uh, there, there may have been a post-race or post-run recovery beer. Right. And I think that we got a photo of, of you smiling with that like, beer. I made it. <laughs> <laughs> I look miserable. Well earned, though. <laughs> well earned. Give me the AC. So, yeah. So, that was our weekend. And (laughs) we fortunately are heading into this week. It's going to be a training throughout the week. Of course. With a shorter long run on the weekend. Yes. Or some speed work. We have options. Oh, in lieu of the shorter shorter long run. Mm -hmm. Amy's and she's got the plan. I'm just following what she tells me. Yeah. So... Yeah, we got a lot, lot to look forward to. But yeah, we do. Like you said, we're also looking forward to this week's episode. Maybe more so than running in the heat of August in Florida. Yes. Although this week's episode, <laughs> if you've got a hot long run coming up, this is going to be the episode for you because this is part two. Yes. Of our interview. I love it. With Boston running luminary. Mm. Running royalty. Champion of the BAA 10K. Yes. On her birthday, Adrian Haslett. Yes. So we've got the second part of that interview today. Some more discussion of fantastic food and beverage options for mm. our Runcation Nation who may be heading to one of these Boston races that we are talking about. Yeah. She won her division. It would just, yeah. Great stuff. And it's this part of the interview makes me just so excited. I'll talk a little bit more about it when we lead into the actual interview itself. itself. Right. But first, we have some shout outs, as I recall. We do. You know, this weekend we were out in the heat of Florida while our friend, Friend of the show, Marco Chesetto, was in Alaska giving the keynote speech, the motivational speech on Saturday, giving a shakeout run on Saturday in Anchorage, Alaska at the Anchorage Run Fest. But that's not all he did. He motivated people throughout those events. And then he ran the Anchorage Run Fest Skinny Raven Half Marathon and finished in a time of 122.27. That's one hour, 22 minutes, 27 seconds for a half marathon. That is absolutely incredible. And he got some really great pictures from Anchorage around while he was... Uh, Post race, before he, I saw, yeah, I saw that, and then I also saw his Metal Monday photo that he posted today, and I'm like, I'm so uh, uh, talk about FOMO. I know 
A little bit of FOMO. Wishing we could have been there this year for that one. That is totally. absolutely one of our favorites that we've ever covered on the show. Mm-hmm. I can't wait for us to get back there at some point in the not-too-distant future. So but, congratulations, Marco. Yes, but that's not all. We also want to say thank you to everybody who is still doing miles for our friend of the show, Main Street Miles Meg. Mm-hmm. That's her handle on Instagram. She is focused on recovery uh, post-surgery, and she's even doing 20-minute uh, chair workouts now. So she's on the fast track to recovery before too long. She'll be back out there pounding out the miles on the pavement, but she's um, doing it. It's so hard when you're recovering and you see everybody doing there. We have so many friends who are training for fall and winter races mm-hmm. like dopey, like wine and dine, like Chicago marathon, like the Marine Corps marathon, all of burden hand burden hand. And to see all of that on social media is so hard. So Meg, You are focused. You have your eye on the prize. You are doing a great job. Applause to you because we know how tough that is mentally. And keep doing what the doctor says. And that that does mean some self-restraint. And we get that. But Mm -hmm. uh, keep that up. So great job there. And then we've got one more shout out. One more. A person who is still posting miles for Meg. That would be Jojo, Positively Polly One on Instagram. A special congratulations to her because she is now a fellow podcaster. And she started her show, This Podcast Called Life, which is available everywhere. And we link to it here in the show notes. Fantastic. Not only a podcast producer, as she is a patron at the uh associate producer level, Mm -hmm. but she's now producing one of her very own. Congratulations. Give that a listen, everybody, and check out the link in the show notes below. If you know anyone who would be in need of Mm. some extra motivation or recognition or support, and you would like to get them shouted out on the show, don't forget to send that shout out to us. We do our best to collect shout outs throughout the week, but send them our way. You can, of course, email us. At info, info at runeatdrink.net. That's info at runeatdrink.net. Or you can call us and leave a message at 941-677-2733. That's 941-677-2733. Let's talk running. Indeed. It's we, race day. I was going to say, we the way you edited this into two parts was great because you really built up the anticipation for this part of the interview, I think. Mm -hmm. And this is the one where we talk about Boston. Well, she did a great job doing that. Just telling the stories herself. Adrian Haslett ran the Boston marathon back in April, 2022 with Shalane Flanagan. And I will never forget the year that Shalane Flanagan won the New York City Marathon and came down the straightaway and she, and she's there and she just can't she can't contain herself anymore and she's like F yeah and you can see it and just and ever since she has 
become a coach and been so motivational and inspirational to athletes and to Adrian in particular. Oh yeah. And her talking about the way that she was coaching her along the course, I think was just fantastic. And you guys are going to get to hear that coming up in just a second. We're about to, we're about to hit play on that for you all. I think that this is one of my favorite interviews because this is just so meaningful seeing what Adrian was able to do and getting to not only being able to do it, but getting to do it with someone like Shalane. Oh, in a place and at a race that is so special. I just, it's so impactful. And I really hope that 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 comes across to everybody in the interview. So now, without further ado, here's Adrian Haslett and she gets to talk about her race day with Shalane Flanagan at the Boston Marathon in April, 2022. Speaking of the start, at the start, what were Shalane's words of wisdom to you? What was going through your mind there? Yeah, I was so nervous when I woke up that morning. I was so, I was more nervous than I thought I would be. Obviously, I have a big day ahead of me. So you'd think, yeah. obviously, Adrian, you'd be nervous, right? That's obvious. But I was so nervous. And she met me downstairs in the lobby and I locked, I shut the door to my room and I left Fred in there because he was going to get picked up by a friend a couple hours later. And I left my fuel and my sunglasses and my bag and everything. I just walked out the door and shut it and then left my key in there. So then I went down to the lobby and I was so nervous. And she's like, Hey, we're just going to go for a long run today. You're cool. Just go grab your gel. We'll go, go for our long run. Like she was just chill. Low key. She knew she'd been there before where she's has a big day ahead of her. She's, she knows about the she probably wasn't as frantic as I was, but she knew what, what it was like to face a big goal and to be mm-hmm. nervous. And, and we had Courtney White there shooting some footage for our sponsors and who's an incredible photographer and, and amazing human. And so I went back upstairs and got let in with the key and got my stuff and we were on our way and sat down on the bus. And, and I said, Shalane, I'm not as nervous as I thought I'd be. She goes, good. She was like, so what else have you been up to? And we just talked about like, these houses that were passing by and we talked about other runners and we talked about moments on the course on the bus ride. And then we pulled in and she said, it's going to be crazy in the church. Cause we were in the elites go to a, a different church. And then we went to the para athletes, which includes all the chairs and push rim and para athletes and visually impaired and blind runners in this other church. And, and she said that the bathrooms are going to be crazy. So we're going to use the porta potty. So we raced over to the porta potties hmm. and then went in and even though the bathrooms are nice, so you have to consider you like, that. Yep. And you don't want to be around the nervous energy. So we were just like head down, even though we were in matching, of course, we're in matching like Nike gear, Powerman gear. And so we couldn't hide very well, but, but we went to the porta potties and then she really directed me from that moment. She was directing me the whole time, but she was really supporting me and guiding me from that moment we got off the bus to, okay, let's we found this back room at the church with no one else in it besides Alexi Papa's and the person she was guiding. And then two other people, uh, my friend Kyle and his guide, Tina Muir, and we just all huddled in there and they're all elite runners guiding us. And it just happened that we found this side room and one of the Boston Athletic Association volunteers stood at the doorway because everyone kept trying to take selfies with us. And even though we certainly love fans, it was right before the race. So like we had to be 
time and place. Yeah. 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 We found a yoga, she found a yoga mat and she said, lay down and put your headphones in. And I did. And she stretched me and stretched my legs and massaged my legs and my back. And I listened to some pretty hardcore gangster rap because that's what I do when I'm pumping up for a race. And she just said, we're just going to go for a long run put some, here's some lotion and here's, here's some fuel. We'll start out with this. And she wasn't, she wasn't reminding me like start out slow or any of that. She was just like making small talk and asking her to fix my braids and just like all sorts of like just small talk stuff, taking photos. And then I shot, I'm shooting. This always sounds crazy to say out loud because I can finally say it out loud now. I'm shooting an IMAX movie. I love uh, this. It's Which is crazy. And so I, speaking of protecting your energy, I had told my director, Daniel Ferguson, that he has no access to me the month before the race. But we had planned months before that, that um, we would shoot for, he had 10 of my minutes that morning. And so he came in and he's like, sheepishly looking at me and he's like 10 minutes starting now. And I was like, okay, 10 minutes. So we shot really quick. And then he was like, you're done. And then I went back with Shalane and stretched and then it was go time. Um, call you. Yeah. And she said, Hey, I'm going to bring a bottle of water. I want you to swish and spit. You won't be thirsty. You're hydrated enough, but your brain will tell you you're thirsty because you're nervous. So don't take too much because you'll have to pee, but swish and spit. So we did. And then we almost didn't make it to the start because we peed one more time. We were told we had 20 minutes. We peed one more time and got out and they were already lined up and we like bolted to the start. And she looked at me and she said, well, we did our warm up, and then it was go time. It was probably for the best because then you don't think about it. Yeah. You're like, yeah, we got to go. Let's go. It's time. Yeah. Yeah. It was great. And I think that's Great. another good takeaway for the Runcation Nation when you're <laughs> at a big race day and you've got the corrals and you're yeah. you've, you've got the nervous energy like you talk you've talked about. There's that part of your brain that's going to tell you you have to nervous pee. Yeah, all because the time. That, that's a Always. thing. All the time. And you the nervous drinking, which is going to force you to have to really pee on yeah. the course. On the course. Yeah. yeah. So absolutely, swish and spit. The big we had an extra water bottle and she just carried it and she said, here you go, swish and spit. And I kept doing it. And that was something to do to get that nervous energy out that made me feel like I was actively doing something instead of, mm-hmm. I don't know, taking an extra gel that, because why, just because I'm nervous yeah. or looking nervous and showing your competitors that you're nervous, which you don't want to do. So there was all of that. Yeah. that just, it really helped. I think that's all of these little Things that I remember thinking, swish and spit. Yeah, I'm a pro. Like, <laughs> I'm getting this advice. <laughs> like, good. But they do. I'm just like a pro. Um, yeah, Positive mindset. Really and, then, and then I stood at the start line and I looked down and that was a moment. I'm going to cry. That was a moment that like I had been looking forward to for a really long time that, that I would line up at the Boston Marathon in a competitive way. And I knew how many amputees and how many amputees parents and family members. And there are 2.2 million people living with limb loss. And you know, this Dana, because you have a, a good friend, best friend living with limb loss and limb difference in this country. And it's a big deal. We're not a minority and, or we're not a small minority. And, um, and so I knew how many people were watching and I looked down at that start line, that famed start line. And I saw so many different feet lining up, towing the line, so many different toes. And I was just like, we freaking did it. Yeah. And then the gun went off. <laughs> and then but I was, so, I was so taken and I was just like, I really hope someone has a picture of all these feet. And so I got to find out if someone does, if anyone's so. listening who has a picture of all those different feet. That would be an awesome photo. Yes. It's a now, big deal. 
Yeah. Yeah, it really what a is. Memory in a moment. And, and like you yeah. said, it's <laughs> like tearing up. It's almost one percent of the total population of the country. That's yeah, no small it's thing. A lot. It's no small thing. Yep. Mm-mm. Absolutely. And I know this from experience. A lot of people hide it, whether it's a, so you could have a coworker or someone that has limb difference and you just don't know because they're in long pants or shoes or something. So yep. you just, you never know. Yeah. So it's a big deal. Now I've heard you talk about some of the miles on the course. Once, once you cross that start line and you headed out being a bit of a blur and Getting the zoo. Some things are also unforgettable, and you've had some time now to process the whole experience. Can you talk about some of those unforgettable memories or stories that you have from along the course? Yeah, gosh, I think one of the first one of the first memories is one of the unbelievable memories. I'm obviously you can tell by the way I'm talking, and I've already said it that I'm a huge, such a huge fan of Shalane, and I think it's so important and so fun when you're a fan of your friends right? Whether your friend is a runner or not, like to be a fan of your friends and be like that. I'm, that's awesome. Congratulations to you. We should be cheerleading our friends a lot. And one of the, one of the memories was you head out and we have this or our own start as a, um, as a para division. And you're told at the beginning in the church, Hey, wave one will eventually come and pass you because these runners, as everyone knows, are like five something minute milers, right? Like they're cruising and they are absolutely going for broke. Like they are, they have, they don't defer in where they are on the road. Every step is choreographed. And so they will barrel through, not in a bad way, but they're, you know, they're going to come through and you got to pick a side. So you pick right side or left side of the road, they recommend, Mm -hmm. and then you just stay there and you just try and stay steady on the road. And anyone who's run Boston or knows Boston, the beginning of the course is very, very narrow. And starting at mile two, there are hydration stations, water stations on each side of the road until 26.2 or until 25. So we were running and cruising and I'm like, Shalane, we're running Boston together. And she's, I know, I know, save your breath, save your breath. And I'm freaking out and she's making sure I stay calm. But I was like, I'm running with you. This is amazing. And, and I'm trying to stay calm and feeling really good. And then she and I were passed by two bicycles from the BAA and they're called sweepers. And they come through and say, and this has happened to me in the past. So they say, pick a side, you got to pick it now and you got to stay there because wave one is coming in hot. And I, we picked the right side. We were already near the right side. And she said, okay, like you go right. I'll be right next to you. And we could hear them come and they're not talking. They're not wasting breath on talking. You just hear their feet. And she said, oh my God, that sound. And I was like, they're coming, they're coming. And you just hear the sound of, and I think a lot of the time when you're in the race, especially if you are not elite fast, you're hearing people talking and you're hearing the crowd, but it's not often that there is no crowd because the woods being right there and Mm -hmm. just the sound of tens of thousands of feet, just, or at least a thousand feet, just crushing the Boston marathon. And they come through and you hear, yeah, two, four, six, let's go two, four, six. Cause I had Haslett on my front, but two, four, six on the back and yeah, two, four, six, let's go Shalane. And like, they were, I don't want to say wasting their breath, but they were talking and cheering us on, even though every, anyone knows that they would never normally talk. So the fact that they were cheering us on and giving us space. And of course, Shalane knew like 50 people. Um, <laughs> and She's like, Adrian, Adrian, look. And she gets out her phone, which she'd never run with a phone before, like in a race. And she gets out her phone from a sports bra and she's filming and she's like a fan. And I think that was a big memory for me was 
for to see her be a fan of these runners and this race and that she never gets to see that part of it. And so it was just awesome to see her like filming and like fumbling with her phone and in the best way of this is so awesome. This sound, this sound, Adrian, the sound was amazing. That was a big deal. And then the first people I was going to see was the family of one of the head of counterterrorism, speaking of counterterrorism in, and you may know him in New England, it's Tim Brown, who worked evidence in the case of the Boston Marathon bombings. And he and I became very tight when I worked in the trial and his wife and kids. And of course he was busy working what he needed to do to keep the race safe, but his wife and kids were there. And so I was, Shalene and I were keeping our eyes open for them. And I just had so many moments where I would see someone that was so so instrumental in my healing. I've been through a lot and the trial and, you know, my PTs who've put this body back together more than a few times, my Superman surgeon, my doctors, my multiple surgeons, my so many people. And then we got to the crowds and all of a sudden it was just like a Rocky movie. I just heard, yo, Adrian, yo, Adrian, yo, Adrian, yo, Adrian. And then if they were really Boston, I heard, yo, Adriana, let's go, Adriana. <laughs> <laughs> Hilarious. It was Adriana and Shalene. It was like true Boston, like really deep Boston accents. And That's then it so was great. Shalene and Shalene when it was like not Boston accents. It was really, it was amazing. And I didn't even, I stopped turning my head at a certain point because it was just constant. It was amazing. And the signs and it was just unbelievably overwhelming all the way through. And I think hitting Heartbreak Hill, I knew what was coming, obviously, not only the hill, but also I knew the IMAX cameras. They were along the course. There was a helicopter. There were people stationed everywhere. I knew all of that was happening, but I also knew that I had a lead vehicle at at Heartbreak Hill. So they brought a golf cart out onto the course. They were waiting for me. They had spotters everywhere. I was wearing an Apple tag to make sure that they could see where I was instead of just the tracker, which chafed like crazy. So I never let my director, really? I never oh. let that director live that down. Uh, oh. And oh, uh, lovingly, <laughs> um, but the, the golf cart pulled out and I was like, they're like, we really want to capture the moment and how bad the Hills feel. And I was like, Adrian, you need to run, just keep running. Just keep. And I was suffering so badly. So I haven't seen that footage, but I'm sure it's epically crazy. But I remember and an IMAX. Oh, yeah. And IMAX, he was like, we're going to do it seven times slower. And as I'm running, I'm like, this is seven times slower than normal. So like my like face just like drooping and you know, <laughs> trying to take a gel and Shalane trying to feed me the gel. Like it's going to be. But at that moment up that hill, I saw Jillian Remy from who's also in the Boston Strong Survivor community. And they have a foundation called Stepping Strong and they've helped countless people and have a running charity in the Boston Marathon. And I didn't know where they would be. I just hadn't thought about, I knew they would be there, but I hadn't thought about where it was or where I was at that point. It was a little foggy. And I somehow looked up and locked eyes with her and then just lost it. And I wasn't going to stop and hug anyone because I was running. And then I just collapsed on her. And we had a really big moment that was incredibly emotional and gave me a lot of strength to keep going. And there are so many moments and so many moments with Shalane, like, Adrian right here was where Des told me that she may drop out of the race in 2018. And then she won the thing. So you never know what's happening ahead of you. Like you could still win this. And when we were at the halfway point, she, she said, Adrian, you're doing 
at least a half an hour better than I thought you would. Like you're going to crush this. And she just was really, she doesn't, she gives a lot of compliments, but she doesn't blow smoke up your butt. So to get a compliment, like that you're crushing it is, is just felt really good. And, and we had a system where she would give gels and water to me. So she would put me on the opposite side of the road and then run over, grab water from the water station and then come back okay. over. And she, she's not used to having to grab water at a water station. And anyone who knows water at a water station, especially in Boston, like the footing with all those yeah. cups and yeah. everything is just crazy. So she would go over and then she'd come back. She'd just scream, Adrian, like, where are you? And we'd find each other again. And it was just so many memories of that. Boston Strong Bridge had to be incredible. Mm-hmm. I slowed and- way down. I was... Walking quite a bit at that point, just out of, I was just beat. But then when I saw the Boston Strong Bridge, I I could have run (laughs) harder, but I just didn't want to. I just wanted it to keep going. I wanted it to last. And fortunately, I'd already been out there longer than she ever had from marathon times too. And, and she didn't mind at all. I just, I'm sure it didn't feel like it though. You know, she's like, come on, you got this, you got this. And I could have run faster at that point, but I was just so emotional. And I saw my, one of my very dear friends, Cindy Brenner, who I love deeply, and I'm sure she's listening and we just locked eyes and it was like just the two of us out there. And I just remember thinking we were collapsed on the couch together in COVID and we're neighbors. And so we saw each other a lot and to think of going from that to being out at Boston and and competing was just almost too much underneath that Boston strong bridge. And, Mm. um, and that's where I did my very first solo Nike shoot was underneath that bridge. My very first run after being hit by a car in 2019, Mm. I ran underneath that bridge for my very first run and the cameras of Nike and, and remember feeling that and how I needed help even putting on my running leg that morning. And now I was running underneath that with Shalane. It was unbelievable. And just amazing. Passing by that all the time on training runs and thinking like, like, won't it be cool to just run under this someday in the marathon and feel like I'm doing okay. And more than okay. You're like, I got it. I don't want it. And now seeing that bridge is just equally just as emotional because now I have these new memories along that course. And I, I wrote a piece for the Boston Marathon record book in, in 2016. And, and I said, I started it by saying, you know, there are 30,000 reasons people run the Boston Marathon and probably arguably 30,000 reasons why people finish. Because when you're out there, it changes as you go on. And I just, it, just thinking about how many different feet have been along that course and the, the terror that has happened there. And then right after the Boston Strong Bridge, I ran through that sidewalk or through that crosswalk where I was hit in 2019. So Shalane said, Adrian, it's coming up. It's coming up. Run through it strong. And that was the turn. That crosswalk was the turn of Hereford onto Hereford from Boylston or from Commonwealth. And I just remember thinking, this is it. Like I was on the sidewalk about to lose my arm and about to never move again for three months. And, and I ran through it and then we were on the home stretch and then I turned onto Boylston and passed the place where I lost my leg and was just almost too much. She's like, we're going to run all the way down Boylston. And I was like, okay. And then knowing full well that I would stop again. And it was just, the noise was deafening. And What's then I, I just was so overcome. And I remember hearing Tom Grilk, who's the head of the BAA on the mic, saying mm-hmm. my name and a bit about my story. And as I came down and the blue arch thing that is over the finish line, 
I thought that that's where the finish line was. So I was like looking up for my finish line photo and I was going for the blue arch and Shalane was like, Adrian, you did it. Stop, stop. And I had already crossed. Um, <laughs> and I, she was like, you're done. You're done. And she was like, look. And she pointed up and my name was in up above the finish line. And I just was like, I can't believe it. She said, you did it. And I said, we did it. And then I said a big F yeah, because you have to when you're next to Shalane because that's how she finished in her New York City Marathon. And oh my God, that was so awesome. It was so awesome, <laughs> I know. And and then I just lost it. I just, I looked at her and I said, I effing did it. I think I screamed broken eardrum of hers, but uh, oh. it was just amazing. It was so incredible and so emotional. And I just couldn't believe that I somehow got the weather I wanted exactly. I got the person by my side who was the reason I wanted to get into distance running and the reason I fought so hard for this new division to make a difference for all APTs. And it was just a perfect day. And I found out that I was 15 minutes away from third place. I came in fourth and I definitely could have had third, but I was having too much fun to have third. So I'm really okay with that. And like a PR and fun. Yeah. We won in fun. Nobody else had more fun than we did. I'm not trying to take away anyone else's fun. I'm just saying we won in fun. Yeah. It was the most amazing day. And then I saw my service dog, Fred Astaire, and the IMAX cameras and just collapsed on the sidewalk with him. And it Yay. was, yeah, I was his salt lick. <laughs> that is lick. so true about dogs. They do yeah. after that, after a run, mm-hmm. after a race, that they love that. It's yeah, it was it. it's it was, so great that you all shared that moment together at the finish. It was that you got so to share emotional. The and you know, she was handing out waters and marathons at the Boston Marathon growing up and was so instrumental in that race in 2014 and that mm-hmm. comeback. And so she had so many emotions surrounding the bombing as well and, and to be there with her. And it was just amazing. It was, I would relive this a million times over a day. So you're doing it again, huh? I think so. I'm not announcing anything yet, but I think so, of course. I mean, I mean, no pressure, no, no pressure, no no pressure. You know, there was definitely a part of me. And I even said this that night as we were celebrating and having our champagne and everything as one does. I said, I don't know if I want to run it again. That was the best day of my life. I kind of want to end it on that. But then I think it was the Boston Marathon. Got it. I probably have to do it again. So now that some time has passed, I just have to think of it as its own unique race. Everything is different. That's true. Uh, Absolutely. Even if you run the same race two years in a row, whether it's weather or whatever else, Mm -hmm. totally different experience. So you talked about the post-race champagne, but what I want to know is, did you refuel like a pro athlete? Like here, give me the proper meal. that. Yes. Or did you have something like indulgent to celebrate at that meal? I have to wipe my tearing up. (laughs) Um, I had, what did I have? You know, what's crazy is I didn't think to reserve food like in my room right after the race. So went back, did an interview, uh, did a couple of interviews, went back to the room and I went back and I had six friends that were waiting for me at the finish line. So we all went back in and they're all in their unicorn onesies. Oh my God. One that they, I sent out the group text and was like, I just got this unicorn onesie. May I politely suggest that you also order this off Amazon? It will arrive tomorrow. Politely um, suggest. <laughs> yeah. So we, we were all in our unicorn onesies and my friends ran across the street to the grocery store and grabbed a ton of different foods. They just grabbed a bunch of different stuff. So 
what I craved out of the big pile of stuff was um, King's Hawaiian rolls. This is not sponsored. They'd like to sponsor me. I have no idea what nutritional value there is. I just never eat them during training because they taste like sugary sweet rolls. They're very sure. sweet. They're not cinnamon rolls. They're just like a dinner roll, but sweet. Yeah. And mm-hmm. They got me a 12 pack of those. And I just sat on my back and just fed myself Hawaiian, the whole pack of Hawaiian rolls. Just the Hawaiian rolls. Yeah. Potatoes. Then I also, after that, ate potato salad. Oh. Had four hard boiled eggs. Interesting. There's the protein, right? Yeah. Yeah. What else did I eat? I had, oh, and then I had these little Lake Champlain chalk, peanut butter chocolates. What else? I think that, and then we popped the champagne and then it was all over. Yeah. That was like, popped the champagne like two hours after. And then I just slow, I did a good job of like slowly sipping all the way through until 11 o'clock at night. So I like paced myself well to the point where I didn't, didn't overdo it. I was out of it by the end of the night, but I wasn't like out cold for, I didn't nap. That's smart. I rallied so that, that you could that, continue. You know what? That is because I fueled really well throughout the race. Yeah. Really that, so then you could celebrate, which is so important. Terribly depleted. Yeah. And I love the a lot of our, our, the Runcation Nation. It's all about finding that restaurant to go to and that oh, yeah. maybe, maybe that, I that gastro better. pub or something like that. But no, I love this. I think <laughs> that getting together with friends at the hotel yeah. and having things like this that. You may not go and order off of a restaurant menu, but man, that I'm sure that that potato salad hit like oh, the amazing. best potato salad ever yeah. in that moment. It, yeah. Yep. I went back and had it again and it was actually not very good at all. It was just because <laughs> it was after race. I was like, that was the best. I'm going to go get that again. And I was like, nope, nope. That was just because it was after the race. that it What time thing? <laughs> uh, Your body yep. needed it at that yeah. moment. Yeah, absolutely. I really wanted to be at a restaurant right after, but I didn't make a reservation. I just, I don't know what I was, I, it's hard to predict what time you'll finish. Or how you're going to feel. And how you're going to feel. And also I was really aware that I may, I needed if I sat down, getting back up with my running leg <laughs> and walking to, with my running leg, I knew I needed to switch back into my other leg. And if I was going to take it off, I needed to shower. So that was my big thing. It was like, if I sit in a restaurant, I might need to actually be carried, not necessarily because I'm wiped, but because my leg is going to start to swell. So it yeah. can swell in my regular leg very easily without a problem, but it can't swell in my running leg without pain. So I needed yeah. to get out of that leg. And if I was going to get out of it, I may as well shower. So once I was showered, then it was straight to the pups. Yeah. That was awesome. Good. I love yeah. it. And yeah. champagne was the toast for victory. Champagne was the toast for victory. Yeah. We had champagne and French fries. So it was a big thing with Shalane's project eclipse with her girlfriends and, and I, and many, many others realized the addiction that like addictive taste of salty with the bubbles is like really good. Yeah. I could see that. Yeah. It was delish. And then later on I had um, what I love as a post-rates meal, but it was later on as like a absorb the champagne (laughs) meal, which was fish and chips or champagne, fish and chips and champagne. is like the ideal that the like protein also the fatty fried food Mm -hmm. with the bubbles Highly recommends. There you go. I yeah. love it. Now there's there is the Runcation Nation tip for explore oh, and right. indulge. Yes. Is there if any of our listeners are going to be doing the Boston when they're up in that area? Are there any specific locations you could recommend to them to give a try? You know, for yeah, food I you or know drink. 
It's really packed because it's on course, but the Sola's pub in the Lennox hotel, it's in the hotel. It's right on the course. Mm -hmm. Um, If you can get in there, it's their fish and chips is to die for. It's so, so good. I know the owners there too. They're very kind, wonderful people. It's independently owned. Big fan of that. And that's a good one. Of course, if you want to spot some elites, you go to Copley Hotel, of course, and the restaurant there, the long bar. Mm -hmm. I think that one's really good. Where else? If you're looking for diner, like during the week or the next morning for your post run brunch, when you finally wake up and start moving the next day, Trident Bookstore has the best, 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 best breakfast food. And they serve it all day. Um, and it's right on Newbury street, not far from the course. So it's like right near Hereford, Hereford. So you, you're going to be close to wherever you're staying because it's close to the course, especially if you're going to go get your metal engraved, which I never did. I totally forgot. No, no. Um, where do you keep your metal? Uh, it's right next to my desk. Oh, along with my bib. The first time I've ever had my name on my bib, which was a big deal too, for para athletes and you, (sighs) Yeah. I remember picking up our bibs awesome. with Shalane, which was a whole thing. She's like, I've never picked up a bib before. <laughs> Usually our sponsors will go get it for us. So we picked up a bib and it was just fun. Yeah. Aww. There's so many fun memories from that entire weekend, but yeah, I would say Sola's for, okay. Yeah. Fish and Good chips. to know. Yeah. Good tip. Thank you. Champs for champs. So without giving anything away, can you yeah. tell the Runcation right. Nation what's next for you? Yeah. So my next race is, it's the BA half. So that is in November and it's the first time that it's competitive for para-athletes. So I'm super pumped that they've carried that over to these other races that they host. And they're just such a world-class organization and and they're doing so much for para-athletes and so much for all of us runners by putting on these very well-executed, safe, empowering, wonderful races to run. Now for the Runcation Nation, where can they find out more about you? Where can they connect with you? Yeah. So I mentioned earlier, I have a deep addiction to Instagram that I'm not too sorry about. So I think Instagram, so I'm under my my full name, Adrian Haslett, and that's where I am. I exist on Twitter. I'm on there sometimes, but not too much. And I'm not really on Facebook. It's not really okay. big, but Instagram is is where I am. Yeah. Well, when we go to your website, which we'll also link to. It's uh, such an old website, but it, it's still there. It it's still there. And there are some great stories there, some great videos, yeah. some great stories that Thank I you. really are that people need to check out. Thank you. I love that we go there and we see your big, beautiful smile and positivity that is just contagious and just infectious. What I love are the words that you have there that say, I refuse to be called a victim. A victim is defined by what happened in their lives. I am a survivor defined by how I live my life. I love that. And uh, you've shared so many stories and you've been so generous with your time with us today. We so appreciate that. The insight that you have shared, it's going to help everybody in the Runcation Nation with their various challenges as they train, as they hit maybe those valleys or they see you and know it's okay to celebrate those peaks like the Boston 2022 for you. And we just can't thank you enough for sharing that with the Runcation Nation so they can accomplish their future goals strong in that mindset of positivity and self-celebration. 
Thank you. Thank you so much, Amy and Dana. Thank you for having me. I could have, it feels like we just got started. I feel like I could talk to you guys for so long. So I appreciate you making me feel so welcomed and for bringing me into your Runcation Nation and allowing me to give some tips and tricks that hopefully inspire people to reach their goals. So thank you for that. Well, and thank you for joining us. You are part of the Runcation Nation now, and we feel the same way. We just got started. So maybe we'll have to have you back on the show at some point in the future. I'm all yours. Amazing. And we hope to accomplish, as we like to say, our tagline is we hope to accomplish, explore, and indulge at a runcation with you. I really love that. Absolutely. Let's do it. Let's plan on it. I just love the emotion that she conveyed around that entire day. The passion, the excitement that is still present even now, even months later, and I'm sure that so many in the Runcation Nation can relate to, you have this crowning achievement and crossing that finish line feels like no other. And you can hearken back to that feeling and use that to propel you to new goals. Oh, yeah. And when you're talking about runner with such a unique story and something born out of tragic circumstances and overcome so much not only overcoming it but excelling mm-hmm. at what she chose to focus on yeah and that that winning mindset that i think that she carried forward from her competitive dancing and the ability to just embrace it. And it's a story of victory on multiple levels. And I'm just incredibly inspired. And I'm so thankful that we had the opportunity to talk with her, that we now have a new member of the Runcation Nation and friend of the show. And I can't wait to get her back. I 100% agree. I want one of her coffee mugs. Oh, yeah. You know how she has links. She's been talking about it on Instagram, and we link to her website and to her Instagram in the show notes. But she I, she gave that diner recommendation last week, mm-hmm. and this week she in the second half of the interview she oh, yeah. just nailed the explore and indulge the food and beverage portions of our show. She was speaking my love language Amazing. with Fish and Chill. Okay, yeah. And if you read the description from Solas Irish Pub. What you're going to do for us right now. You know, crispy lager battered haddock, fries, coleslaw, caper tartar sauce, and fresh lemon. So that tells me a couple of things. Number one, they're doing their own beer batter. Love that. Number two, they're making their own house-made tartar sauce. I really love that. So, but now I was thinking about this menu, okay? And I have a couple of things to, to say about this menu. I was, there are several things on this menu that are right up your alley. But when I looked at this and thought, oh, if I'm ordering for Dana, what would I order? Other than the fish and chips? Other than the fish and chips. And and I believe I would order for you the chicken schnitzel. 
I do like a good schnitzel. Tell me more. Bone in and bank and bone in and panko breaded, topped with fried egg, served with mashed potatoes and roasted tomato onion gravy. Oh wow! Yeah, that that actually does sound right up my alley too. I, mm. you know how we order things and. Share. Yes. So we could get the fish and chips and the chicken schnitzel and it would be go to town. A winner. <laughs> it does sound I like think. it would be a winner. It really does. They they also have fantastic cocktails that I might order for you. Oh. Mm-hmm. Okay. So we can just the Sola's experience we can talk about right here. I'm now if I'm having the fish and chips, I may have to get myself a good beer to of go course. with that. Okay. That tends to be the pairing for me, but you know, post okay. post meal cocktail, what would you get me? I mean, fine. You can there's there's the Magner's Irish cider, there's there are several different drafts you might enjoy. Mm-hmm. However, when I'm thinking of and maybe this is not to go with the meal, maybe this is like the post meal post meal cocktail, yeah. celebratory cocktail. I think I would get for you the, well, oh, there are a couple that I might order f- for you. And well, you could, we could order two and then we could share. We could share. That's it's, you are correct. There is the Boylston Bramble, Maker's Mark Bourbon, Chambord Lime splash of ginger ale. Well, uh, now a, a bramble tends to be something that's blackberry and bourbon. That's mm-hmm. typically the flavors that you see in that. And that sounds like that would be quite tasty because I am a fan of makers. I am mm-hmm. a fan of Chambord. Or something called the fire and spice, which is makers mark bourbon apple cinnamon spice and ginger beer. Okay. So that's kind of a riff on a Kentucky mule. Mm -hmm. Okay. So I thought those two really spoke to me in terms of maybe post meal cocktails from this. This sounds like a great place to check out. Now we haven't personally been, this is now on our list. Thanks to Adrian. So we are going to still link to it in the show notes. I know you've been cyber stalking their social media. Well, yeah, but she also gave us, if you wanted to spot elites, you would go to the long bar. Mm -hmm. Okay. So I'm sorry. Just, Mouth's watering a little yeah, bit there. Yeah. Because there's a Cajun shrimp and grits. Well, okay. That's another one of my love languages there. So smoked Gouda, jalapeno, and okra. Oh, yeah. Right? That's. Although, you know, I don't, I would certainly give it a try. I don't know. That might be the furthest north in the continental United States I've ever had shrimp and grits. Oh, you don't, you're skeptical? I, I, Are you? I might be a little. I might be a little skeptical there. What about the brunch burger from this place? What about the brunch burger? Maple bacon, fried egg, red onion jam, sharp Vermont cheddar, aioli, spiced hash brown patty. On the burger? Yeah. Oh, 
Yeah. That actually would probably be the thing I would gravitate to. Well, we would have to show up for brunch for that. Okay. Yeah. But then there are also beverages here. Mm -hmm. Do tell. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I think, well, there's something called a penny dropper. Penny. Like, I gotcha. Okay. We don't have to put an explicit tag. No. Okay. Habanero tequila, mezcal, Aperol, lime, and pineapple. Oh, now I've had a, we've had a Chipotle pineapple margarita in the past. We have. And that's a wonderful flavor combination where you get a little spice, a little smoke, and mm-hmm. that pineapple, the mezcal is going to give it the smokiness. That habanero infused tequila is going to give it the spiciness. That's probably going to be a winner right there. Okay. There's also something called a Curious George. And it's got Maker's Mark Bourbon, Antica Vermouth, Giffard Banana, Du Brazil. I'm probably butchering this and chocolate bitters. That sounds really interesting. So it's like a chocolate covered banana with bourbon. It's like bananas foster kind of flavors. Maybe. I don't know. Interesting. Cause banana chocolate. I don't, uh, well, not no, so that's, much for bananas foster. It's been no. like more like a chocolate dip banana. Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I, oh, my apologies. Yes. That does not sound bad though. Yeah, come on. So this is the long bar? This is the long bar. Okay. This we're is also, the long bar. We're also linking to them in the show notes Oh, yeah, well. and we're linking to one more because she gave us three. Mm-hmm. This one is the day after the race when you get up and moving, she was talking about Trident, the Trident Booksellers and Cafe, the Trident Bookstore. And uh, it's breakfast all day, although they have other items as well. I do like it when restaurants offer breakfast all day. Yeah. Because sometimes it it just hits right at, you know, two or three o'clock in the afternoon or 10 p.m. Just depends. They have all sorts of things on the menu. All sorts. But I was thinking about a couple of things, too, too, really. Because sweet and savory brunch, you know, you mm-hmm. can never decide or I'm always torn. Well, you and I almost always, if we're going out for brunch, one of us will get a sweet dish, mm-hmm. one of us will get a savory, and we'll split. Yeah. So, lemon ricotta French toast, tart and creamy, thick sliced challah bread with lemon zest, ricotta cheese filling, comes with warm blueberry sauce. That's a good combination when you get lemon and blueberry together. That's a yeah. really nice combination of flavors. So, And then there was an egg dish. Fan. There was an egg dish that I want to read to you. I have to find it here on the menu. Oh, Well, there's the morning Monte Cristo. <laughs> two fried eggs, Canadian bacon, raspberry preserves, Cheddar cheese between two slices of challah bread French toast. But do they deep fry the whole thing? It looks like it. Oh, my gosh. There's a mega Benedict. A mega Benedict, which was the savory option I was looking at for you. Mm -hmm. Homemade short rib gravy 
So it's got short rib in it and it's gravy. Over jumbo golden fried tater tots stuffed with gooey cheese topped with two poached eggs and hollandaise sauce. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All about it. Without, All about it. Without a doubt. Wait, though. There's a beer on their menu. Just one beer? Well, the there whole... are there are several. I know. Okay. But <laughs> there are there are teas, there are coffees, there's bubble tea on their menu. I don't know. I, cold okay, brew. like bubble tea. I don't know that I would have that with a meal, but. Maybe not. Maybe not. But there is. A brewery that I thought was cleverly named Exhibit A, and they make a briefcase porter. The briefcase porter. So uh, uh, the name just caught my eye looking at the menu. It's 5.4% ABV, and it says, this porter satisfies without being heavy. Toasted dark bread and nutty aromas start you off, followed by light roasted coffee dark chocolate, and a touch of blackberry. The finish is dry to keep you ready for another sip. Oh, nice. Not too heavy. I'm a fan of porters. I think they give you all that great flavor profile of a stout while being lighter in body, typically. So you can drink more Mm -hmm. at a sitting, more sessionable, typically. So yeah, that that sounds like a winner. And I like blackberry beer. We've had a couple over the years that I've enjoyed. So I suspect... That would be would be great, but if you are going to be in the Boston area and you get an opportunity to pop in there and try, uh, yeah. you know this. Well, you said it had a hint of blackberry, right? Well, hang on. If you get a chance to pop in and try <laughs> the briefcase porter, I would love to know your thoughts on that beer. She's mouthing to me, blackberry. Yes, you said blackberry. Oh, a touch of blackberry. Yeah. Just a touch. Just a touch. But I'm wondering if you could, what, like, where that is when you taste it. True. I don't know. Anyway. It's, I was focused on the coffee in it, the description, clearly. Well, you are. Now, you are partial to coffee beers. You know this. Yes. All right. So, this all sounds great. We've got links to <laughs> everything in the show notes. Again, Adrian, thank you so much for coming mm. on the show. Welcome to the Runcation Nation. We are happy to have you, and we can't wait to get you back on the show to talk about what's next for you. And congratulations on your BAA 10K victory in your division. And we hope that continues in November at the half. Indeed. So that does it for this week's episode of the Run, Eat, Drink podcast. Next week, we are going to be bringing you a training episode with updates on our progress, Mm -hmm. preparation for fall races, and a flashback to some new places we got to explore and indulge at over the course of this summer. Yes. In the meantime, if you are back to school shopping, if you are browsing, looking for some holiday gifts, gift ideas and something strikes your fancy, please use our Amazon affiliate link at runeatdrink.net slash Amazon. It costs you nothing extra, but if you put that at the top of your browser and you shop on Amazon, help support the show, costs nothing extra. Absolutely. Guys, thank you all so much for listening. For joining us on your long run, your commute to work, around the house, or where 
wherever you are. I'm your host, Amy. And I'm your co-host, Dana. Stay safe and well, and we will accomplish, explore, and indulge with you really soon. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Run, Eat, Drink podcast. We're having another great year thanks to your support. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook and Instagram. We're at Run, Eat, Drink podcast. And on Twitter, we're Run, Eat, Drink pod. You can also give us a call at 941-677-2733 or send us an email at info at runeatdrink.net. Visit our website at runeatdrink.net and click on the subscribe link so you don't miss a minute. Find out how you can support the show at patreon.com slash runeatdrinkpodcast. Accomplish, explore, and indulge right along with us. We'll talk to you next time.